Here's a question I received from Switzerland. This is from Jacques. Dear Dr. Kenner, last week my 20-year-old girlfriend Chantel left me, but I still love her. I am 23 years old. Our main problem is that she didn't want sex the way I wanted it. She could never give me a reason why. Last summer she said she would do it, but didn't. So I gave her fewer compliments, and I withdrew emotionally. I rejected her more and more. When she broke up, I stopped communication. Have you any advice on how I can get her back? Before this became such a big deal... In our lives, we had a wonderful relationship, and I think since I read your book, it would be even better in the future. Thanks a lot, Jacques. Uh, and again, uh, my book is the rash. My book is a book that I wrote along with Ed Locke. It's the Selfish Path to Romance, and you could get that on Amazon. So now with back to Jacques. Jacques, you are still relatively young. You're in your twenties, early twenties, and like myself and my husband, you're still learning about how to have a good relationship. Many people never learn, and you have discovered very early on what does not work, and of course you're paying the price of it, of having lost Chantel, and I doubt that she'll want to return because you guys, uh, especially on your part, you use some methods that I would guarantee you would sabotage any relationship. And it's been going on for a while. It's not just like you gave her the silent treatment once and then you learn from that. It's that it's been going on for months, if not a little longer. So I'm going to cover what the the two main uh, problems that I hear are, and then I want to give you some tips for moving forward. So first, you want to know how to communicate with your partner and you want to understand that a good relationship is a partnership meaning both people win it's a win-win relationship and that doesn't mean you get everything you want so the first method you use that doesn't work is pressuring her when you pressured Chantel to have sex a certain way and you're unrelenting about it I mean this was this was something that you weren't letting up on she would experience it at best as, oh, you're a big nag, and at worst as you're saying to her she's not a good person, that she is no good unless she satisfies you the way you want. So you can already hear the tone of that. And sex then becomes, for her anyway, as it often does with uh, women, women who don't know their own bodies and don't know how to speak up, uh, it becomes a duty, something she would do to please you, some chore on her to-do list uh, that brings her not much satisfaction. And typically women who, uh, and men too, but it's more often with women, who follow this pattern end up saying, I could live my whole life without sex. And they feel self-contempt if they engage in activities that they don't enjoy and they feel they have to do it out of duty. So the the problem is the pressure that you put on her. She has to do this. Why is she not doing it? Then the second thing you did wrong is that when she didn't do it and you asked her why, why, I don't know if that was a why that was encouraging her to talk or a why saying, what the, what the heck's wrong with you? Why won't you do what I like sexually? You responded with a coping strategy, which again is very normal, but normal not good, which is that you pulled away. You had that emotional withdrawal. So she found that the sex, the way, the way that you wanted it was distasteful and you turn cold. So there is an implied threat there. 
Do this or else I'll treat you as invisible. You only matter if you give me sex the way I want it. That's the implied threat. And that's not going to help her feel cozy with you. It might make some women feel guilty. It might, with a more insecure woman, uh, she might give in and she might do what you want. Or it might make her feel frustrated and that frustration over time can turn to anger. It's not fair, and after a while, she'll just break it off, which is what sounds like it's happening in the, this case. In, in this type of a situation, the relationship that you're trying to carve out with her, that she does what you want, and is, is definitely not a loving one. It's a controlling one, and you don't want to go through life shock experiencing yourself as a controlling person. So... Um, if she, in this case, your girlfriend Chantel had more self-respect, she did stay in it for a while, and the relationship ended. So it became very sex-focused, not good. And you did say that you had a wonderful relationship to begin with, so you can reflect back on the good things that you did. This is the second part. What do you do next? Reflect back on what went well, and see if it was not mutually pleasing not just in romance, not just in sex, but in the relationship itself. Now, to talk, to give you a few tips on sex, to enjoy sex together. Both of you must know that sex is healthy and good when done with loving partners, without violating each other's trust, without trying to be controlling. So if either of you holds ideas from your past that sex is gross or dirty or something that you do only for procreation, uh, then you do want to think again. And the, when you mentioned our book, uh, The Selfish Path to Romance, How to Love with Passion and Reason Without Losing Yourself, by Dr. Ed Locke and Ellen Kenner, um, our chapters on sex talk about how to, first they dispel the idea that sex is dirty, and that is so refreshing to hear. And then we talk about how to connect with one another. Now, it's not easy to get rid of old ideas from your past, uh, but certainly you need some place to start, and the book would be a good start. And you can get that on Amazon.com, too. And the second is knowing that, knowing your own body, what feels good, what doesn't. Maybe your girlfriend, Chantel, needed to know her own body better. Maybe she did know it and was trying to tell you and you didn't hear. That's the third point. You need to communicate with one another in intimacy what you like, what you don't like, and she does the same thing. And the fourth point is you actively listen to one another. Really hear one another. And then the fifth point is learn how to compromise and experiment within each other's bonds. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and my show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. I'm a clinical psychologist. Pick up the phone and give me a call toll-free, 1-877-DRKENNER. Celebrate and live my life, saying everything.